amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It's March and college basketball is heating up. Thanks to our partnership with DraftKings, now you can take your best shot at building the winning bracket for your share of up to $2 million in cash prizes. Users can enter the $2 million championship series bracket that pays out a top prize of $1 million. In addition, winning the March Mania Bracket Challenge gets you more than just $1 million. You will earn your spot in the DraftKings Championship Series as well. Create or access your DraftKings account today. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlmarch. Eligibility restrictions apply. Again, that's dkng.co slash brawlmarch. Hurry up. Offer ends March 19th. Welcome in to the Browns Brawl Podcast. I am your host, Mac Robinson. Look, we got free agency going down. We got talks with Robert Mays coming up here in a little bit. As always, you guys are going to want to stay tuned to the Browns Brawl on Twitter, at Browns Brawl, as well as myself, at MacRobinson95. Browns, you know, they haven't made as many moves as some people expected, but they did land a big fish in John Johnson. I'm thoroughly excited uh, for for Johnson, and actually, after the interview, you'll be able to hear uh, my my live reaction that I had to it. I want to make sure that you know. Obviously, everything has kind of unfolded here in the last twenty four hours. Obviously, for agency, not necessarily officially kicking off, but players officially able to talk to teams, and in the uh, legal tampering period, uh, able to at least negotiate uh, with teams, and for the Browns. You know, it's not like they weren't trying to be active, obviously. They were in talks with Carl Lawson. He ended up going to the Jets uh, in talks with Trey Hendrickson. He ended up choosing to go uh, down south to uh, Cincinnati, down uh, down I-77. Um, but, you know, for the Browns, um, obviously landing John Johnson, it is a massive, massive addition. Um, you know, he's an absolutely phenomenal fit. Uh, and what they want to do, uh, at least when it comes to Joe Woods and his defense, you know, Joe Woods, when he did come to Cleveland, he talked about wanting to run a dime scheme. And again, for those who don't know, that's more of the one linebacker and having the six defensive backs on the field, ultimate versatility. You know, you have the coverage, um, on the field, and it's why I still think that the Browns are going to be addressing the slot corner position here very soon. Um, but again, in talking with uh, a Rams beat reporter, um, I was able to, you know, just ask, you know, what are the Browns getting in terms of John Johnson? And this is what I was, this is what I was told. Uh, quote: He's an elite safety with great range, outstanding instincts, and really good. Uh, leadership qualities. He actually last season uh, under Brandon Staley with his defensive coordinator, now the head coach uh, for the Chargers, he actually was a defensive signal caller and was given the uh, the reins last offseason, actually. Um, he can match up well uh, with tight ends, play single high, he can line up in the box and even cover the slot at times. And he's a true 
do it all safety. And for the Browns, that's exactly what the doctor ordered. You know, um, when it comes to what you saw last year, obviously you had Grant Delpit go down with an injury, but even still, uh, you had different types of skill sets with each safety. And to be honest, that's kind of what they wanted from Grant Delpit. You know, initially when he came out as that guy who can kind of do it all, who can cover tight ends if need be, he can kind of play more towards the line of scrimmage, he can be that oh, that single high uh, free safety center field type if need be. But now, when you've got John Johnson, you already have Ronnie Harrison, who can do all right in coverage, but he's also very good at the line of scrimmage as well and can, uh, you know, cover tight ends if need be. You now have that ultimate versatility where you have three safeties who can kind of do it all for you and kind of mix it up. You can have Delpit more towards the line of scrimmage, acting like he's going to blitz, you know, maybe fake out the offensive line a little bit, uh, try to mess with the quarterback, um, as well as you can have John Johnson do the same. Same thing with Ronnie Harrison. It creates a lot of different problems that the offense has to take into account when in ter- when scheming for this defense. Um I'm super excited to add in John Johnson, and not to mention, too, the the way that his contract is structured, um, it's very team-friendly, where in the first year, cap hits only $5.5 million, Uh, then you're looking at around $11.5 in uh, the second season, um, where in year three, you're looking at about a $13 to $17 million cap hit, depending on what the team wants to do, uh, and potential voidable years adding on at the end of that. Um, I would say this, I think that this is exactly what the doctor ordered, but I don't think that the Browns are done. Now, obviously they were in talks, uh, for former, uh, Seattle Seahawks defensive back, uh, Shaquille Griffin, uh, possibly on the outside mixing him in, but he ends up going down to Jacksonville, uh, three years, about 44 and a half million dollars, 29 of that guaranteed. Um, I will say this. I, I think that the Browns will end up holding off on corner unle- or at least outside corner until the draft um, just because I, I'm not necessarily sure if they're going to overpay for somebody. If the price is right for a uh, William Jackson, it wouldn't shock me if they go there. If the price is right for a Levi Wallace uh, who was not tendered by Buffalo, I wouldn't be shocked if they go there either. You know, I, I think that the way that this team is being built and the way that Andrew Barry has handled uh, offseason negotiations both last year and this year, look, he's not going to go over what they're willing to pay. They're not going to go ahead and they're not going to take that next step and overpay like, quite frankly, like the Browns have done in the past. Um, you see teams that are having to overpay in order to bring players in. Um, I will say this. I think that the Browns are in a good place. I, I know that you know, people were disappointed that they didn't land a big-time edge rusher. And look, I was too. I wanted Carl Lawson very badly on this team. Um, I wanted Romeo Quara very badly on this team. But at the same time, I also look at the Browns and think, you know, maybe they're able to spend in different areas and maybe bring in somebody who might be a little bit of an older veteran, at least when it comes to edge. And, you know, if you bring in a Melvin Ingram uh, all of a sudden, then at least you have a set starter and then at that point, you can worry about, you know, maybe taking an edge rusher, maybe a Gregory Rousseau uh, out of Miami um, and go ahead and have him kind of develop and maybe be a specialist uh, behind Ingram uh, who can go ahead and start for you right away and not necessarily be forced to put a rookie into that kind of a situation. 
Um, I look at the way that this, that this team is set up currently. I'm very excited to see who else they add. Um, I think that there's a multitude of ways that they go. Uh, I'll say this. I think that slot corner is going to be next. Um, you know, I, I look at a guy like a Mike Hilton out of Pittsburgh. I'd love to add him. Uh, also you still have Troy Hill that's on the market currently, uh, the slot corner from, uh, the Rams, um, a K1 Williams, uh, from San Francisco, uh, who we'll talk a little bit about with, uh, Robert Mays here coming up. Um, but there's a lot of different players, uh, that are very interesting and I'm intrigued to see where the Browns go, um, But without further ado, let's go ahead, jump into this interview with Robert Mays. There's a lot of great info in there. Uh, Obviously, you know, with free agency already kicked off, we recorded this on Friday. Uh, I will say this, there's still a ton of great info in there uh, that I talked about with Robert. Uh, Make sure you guys stick around for that and stick around for afterward as I'll go ahead and have my live reaction to the John Johnson signing that I was able to record yesterday. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Stick around and stay tuned. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, our special guest today on the Browns Brawl podcast. I've been meaning to get this guy on for a while. I'm super excited to finally get him on Robert Mays of The Athletic. Robert, thanks for hopping on, man. Appreciate the time. Happy to do it. Good to talk to you. All right. So obviously earlier in the week, we're recording this here on Friday. Uh, Anything that happens over the weekend, we're not going to be able to get to. But that's my fault. I'll take all the blame for that. No, no, no. Friday is when my schedule clears up. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Out of anything, knowing the way the NFL is, I mean, we're probably going to have a, like enough cuts and restructures to begin with. But I mean, earlier this week, we had the franchise tag deadline and there were a few surprises here and there for the most part, you know, everything went as expected, but the two biggest surprises for me that impacted the Browns specifically, uh, you had Marcus Williams being able to be tagged by the saints and you had, uh, Carl Lawson not being tagged by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, just kind of give your thoughts on, uh, those two, you know, Marcus Williams obviously sticking in New Orleans, at least for 2021, and then also Carl Lawson potentially hitting the free agent market. I think that the Browns are going to look at and exhaust every possible scenario in free agency when it comes to their defense. So players at pretty much every single position, I think, are going to be of note to them. So they're looking at that. I don't know how much it's going to affect their plans. I don't know if they necessarily wanted to be or want to be wanted to be in the market for a guy of Marcus Williams price tag and or want to be in the market for a guy like Carl Lawson's price tag that's going to be the question right they have some cap space not a ton so are they going to be trying to shop in that high-end section of the store or are they going to be looking at guys in more of the discount area where they can find two starters for the price it's going to cost to get Carl Lawson. I think that's going to be the biggest question, but yeah, I I think that they are looking at every single defensive player that's hitting free agency. That's (laughs) where they are right now. 
Now, especially to, I mean, obviously when you mentioned Carl Lawson, obviously with Olivier Vernon hitting for agency and dealing with that injury, they're looking for that pass rusher opposite of Miles Garrett, as well as they cut Adrian Claiborne earlier in the week. Um, for the Browns, who are some free agent fits that you think make sense opposite of Miles coming off the edge? I think if they're going with one guy, somebody like Carl Lawson would make sense. Uh, if they want to try to piece that together, you know, somebody that's could just be available at a slight discount compared to what it was last year or earlier in his career that could still be impactful. A guy like Melvin Ingram, possibly, you know, somebody that you could get for less than somebody that's 26 years old, like Carl Lawson or Trey Hendrickson. I think that that's going to be the interesting part about this is the offense is set, right? Yeah. There's nothing to do. <laughs> and it's, it's almost this strange advantage that they have where you can kind of rest easy with that side of the ball and maybe you'll do one or two specific things but for the most part their resources and the vision that they have is going to be devoted to the defense so do you want to try to piece this together with a bunch of guys in the six to eight million dollar range do you want to go and get maybe two high-end starters and then figure out the rest later so it's hard to know which guys are going to make the most sense before you understand the strategy they're going to take in how they want to assemble that side of the ball. Now, specifically, because it seems like at least from all the talk that's kind of going around town as of right now, it seems like they're going to go heavy after edge. Um, and I want to give you three names, and I want you to go ahead and rank them. If you're the Browns and if you're running them, who would you go after and how would you rank these three? And again, I listened to your episode that you guys had just dropped earlier today, the Athletic NFL Show. Go ahead and check it out if you guys haven't already. Um, but Specifically, I wanted you to rank Romeo Aquara, Trey Hendrickson, and Bud Dupree if you're the Cleveland Browns. I would put Trey Hendrickson last. Okay. I know that. I would probably put Dupree number one. Ooh, okay. Solely be here's the reason. It's the splashy traits. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, if you want, the way that Dupree fit with the rest of the defensive line in Pittsburgh, I thought was really interesting. So if you look at that group and the way that the Steelers use them, if you look at that, it, Dupree was kind of this chaos creator where he would be able to really tear off the edge and there wasn't as much, all right, bud, you're sitting here and setting the edge and slow down because you had guys like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt that were more traditional assignment-based players. I think that pairing a guy like Dupree with somebody who like Miles Garrett, who's so solid, it could add that level of chaos and kind of that aspect to what they want to do defensively really unleash him. So I just think that if you already have a guy like Miles Garrett, that's really the rock putting someone around him in his orbit that really can make those splash plays. That's what I, I really like that. And I do think that, you know, when the Browns played them twice a year, he's somebody that they were paying attention to. So I, I definitely know that he's going to be on their radar for sure. Okay. And obviously, like you mentioned, we're talking defense. Cause I mean, like you said, offense taken care of, you don't need to worry about it. And one of the other big targets that people were talking about, especially going into free agency was the safety position. Um, and with players that were being cut, it seems like that's just added more and more to it. Um, but with uh, Justin Simmons being franchise tag, Marcus Williams being off the market now, would you rather attack more of the veteran options when it comes to safety, or would you rather kind of wait a little bit, maybe attack it more in the draft if, if it were up to you? I think that safety is a good spot to look at in free agency often, because I think that free agency is always a problem solving tool rather than a team building tool. So, and safety is a spot where you really need solutions. I think that, especially when you look at the way the game is shifting 
and how many more too high structures we see. There aren't that many Ed Reed, Earl Thomas type safeties in the NFL. You guys have guys like Jesse Bates, for example, but that single high eraser is not as prominent of a role as it used to be. So I think that the position as a whole has kind of been devalued simply because of the schematic changes that have happened in the league. So if that's the case, I think that going out and finding guys in that $7 million a year range that you can rely on is a good way to attack that spot because there's only so high you can go. And I also think that look at scarcity and availability and supply. The supply of safeties is so high, I think, because it's like a stopgap position. So if there are safeties in this group that you like and you think that you can find a couple starters with the money that you have, I don't think it's a spot where the draft is preferable in a way that corner would be or left tackle or spots that you just can't find on the market. Well, and especially with uh, with safety as well, um, one of the main ones that I've actually been looking at, and I kind of eye as a target for the Browns, everybody talked about Anthony Harris last year. I'm looking at uh, Keanu Neal, actually, from uh, Atlanta. I know you guys mentioned in your podcast as well. But, you know, I look at him, and I think he could almost fit into the same type of role that you saw where Carl Joseph this past year signed that short-term deal, a little bit lesser money, but at the same time was able to kind of bounce off that maybe get a little bit more pay for this season how do you think Keanu Neal would kind of fit into that Joe Woods type of defense I think he'd be great I I think that that kind of guy is exactly what you would want to see so I think that range of player makes a lot of sense for me in the way that they're going to try to approach that position for sure um, now, also, too, in your episode, too, you guys were talking about under-the-radar free agents. So, kind of, obviously, everybody here is looking at those high-end, those top-shelf uh, free agents. Who do you think would be some guys that would make sense for the Browns uh, for some of those under-the-radar, maybe cheaper options, you think? Uh, I, mean, I mentioned one on our show that I thought the Browns made a ton of sense for him, a guy like K1 Williams who, you know, a slot corner, I think is another position where you see some of the guys available, some of the price tags, you can get a starter at that position in free agency for a fairly affordable price. And I think he's the perfect example. He's somebody that Joe Woods had in San Francisco in 2019, when he was the defensive backs coach there, he knows the defense, he knows the system. He's played in Cleveland before. I think guys like that, if they're available for 4 million bucks, again, finding solutions rather than difference makers. And that's exactly the type of signing that I think could benefit them. Now, comparatively, one of the players that's hitting free agency from the AFC North is Mike Hilton, uh, slot corner out of Pittsburgh. How would you kind of compare him to K1 and how would you kind of compare their fits here in Cleveland as well? I think that Mike Hilton is probably a little bit splashier. I think he'll probably make more money. Mm-hmm. I think that he's a little bit more physical. We've seen what he can do as a blitzer. I think K1 is a capable blitzer, but not, on the level that Mike Hilton is on. So you're getting a little bit more physicality with Mike Hilton, but how much more money are you paying? I mean, he's somebody that that's to me, the most important thing when you consider free agency, if I'm paying K1 Williams, it's always hard to land on numbers, but let's just hypothetically say you pay K1 Williams $4 million a year. And Mike Hilton is going to make $7 million a year. If you get 85% of the production for, for $3 million less, that's how you find values. So I think that's the, what I would always try to think about in free agency is where are the gaps in pay and what are the gaps in production? And if I can find any sort of little edges there, let's take advantage of them as often as we can. Like, for example, I don't know how much money Carl Lawson's going to make, but if Carl Lawson makes $14 million a year 
and a guy like Melvin Ingram or Jadevian Clowney is going to make $8 million a year, whatever the gap is, which, what is the gap in production? And I just think trying to find those tiny little advantages and tiny little incongruencies and in how players are valued is how you can come out of free agency as a winner. Well, one of the players that the Browns are possibly losing that's hitting free agency is going to be Richard Higgins. Um, and Higgins is somebody that, you know, makes sense in the locker room, has been a great fit with Baker. But again, it's trying to find, like what you said, trying to find that value and where his production lands. For you, what would you do if you're the Browns with Richard Higgins? Obviously, you're already paying an Odell Beckham. You're already paying a Jarvis Landry. How would you handle the, the Richard Higgins uh, scenario? Uh, I would think about moving on from him and, and trying to explore where you could where you get similar production. You know, a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones coming in and being in an elevated role next year, do you feel like he's already on the roster? You don't have to pay somebody else to get 70%. I know they're very different players, but it, depending on what you can get, I also think that with Odell Beckham back next year, you're not going to need a guy like Rashard Higgins as often. You know, the fact that Odell is going to be stepping back into that starting role. What do you want out of your number three receiver there? If you have Odell, Peoples-Jones, and Landry in the slot, do you think that can piece together your receiving core? Or do you need to add another piece? So that's kind of what it is. I think that you, know, you have limited resources. It's about opportunity cost. If you're going to pay another receiver or try to retain Higgins, what does that take away from your defense? And is that concession that you're making – worth the downgrade from Higgins to Donovan Peoples-Jones. That, that's it's such a puzzle when it comes to <laughs> stuff like this, but these are the questions that teams have to be asking themselves. Now, last but not least, earlier in the week, we saw the Dallas Cowboys give that mega payday to Dak Prescott, the four-year, $160 million, 164 I believe, actually. Um, and that raises the question here now that we're waiting on, where you have the three main quarterbacks – that are looking at extensions from 2018 between Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. If you're the Cleveland Browns, would you jump on that extension now with Baker before those other two get paid? Or would you kind of take a wait and see approach given the fact that it was a one year experiment with uh, Kevin Stefanski in 2020? I'd wait and see. I, I, I just, I think with the other guys, I think with Josh Allen, you pay him immediately. I think Lamar Jackson won an MVP award. I would pay him as soon as possible. Um, even though I'd have a little bit more pause with him and then maybe Josh Allen, when you consider some of the struggles that they've had uh, in the passing game in the last year or so, but with Baker, I would 100% wait and see. Uh, I do not think that, I think that Josh Allen is so talented and can do so many different things that he's going to provide avenues to success independent of the surroundings to an extent in the way that Baker can't. So if Brian Dable moves on, I still think that Josh Allen can be fine. Mm -hmm. If you remove the structure that's in Cleveland right now from Baker's situation, how good would you feel about him succeeding? And if the answer is you'd have doubts about it, then could you get a cheaper option that could do something similar? Again, talking about replicating production for a difference in price. And I think that's the question that the Browns are going to have to ask themselves. They're looking at what happened with the Rams and thinking – how does this impact us? How should this shape our thinking? And I think you need a little bit more time and evidence before you land on any answers in that scenario. Okay. And then last but not least for you, Robert, um, you know, the big target that all of the fans are talking about, especially is linebacker 
given the production of BJ Goodson, you had uh, Jacob Phillips, her third round pick last year as well. Um, but for you, how do you kind of view linebacker? And if you're the Browns, how do you kind of find that balance of value in free agency? I would be surprised if they spent at that position. That's what I would say. I, I think that they, as an, a franchise, Mm-hmm. are analytically forward to such an extent that they're going to try to piece that spot together without spending without spending significant resources on it. If there is a value play to be had, maybe they seek it out. But I don't think they're going to be big spenders there or even moderate spenders there when everything starts to open up. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, to be honest, especially, like you said, given the way that they that they attacked the position last year and kind of found that value, I, I totally agree with it. But Robert, thank you so much for coming on. At this point in the show, I kind of like to have my guests have the, have the floor, let everybody know what you got going on and uh, where they can find your stuff. Uh, the Athletic Football Show. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. We're doing it three times a week, which I'm starting to regret. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of, uh, and it's actually not true at all. We have so much stuff happening in the NFL. It's, there's no shortage of things to talk about. I'm very glad we have that much space. So we'll be back on Tuesday. Like we typically are. And then next week we're doing a live stream on Wednesday at the end of day one of free agency. So we'll wrap up all the signings, all the moves. So if you're looking for something to do on Wednesday evening at 6 PM Eastern, please come <laughs> join us. Uh, you can see the link on my Twitter feed. It's at Robert Mays and, I write at The Athletic. I'll be writing again next week. So if you don't have an athletic subscription, I would really recommend getting one. It's not because of me. It's because of everyone else that works there. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I would say this. As an athletic subscriber, I can't recommend it enough. You guys got to <laughs> check it out. Check out the podcast. Robert, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Absolutely. Happy to. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, special thanks to Robert Mays for hopping on. And uh, you know what? I will say this. There are very few times where, obviously, when it comes to this format, you know, I'm recording this, I'm getting this out to you guys. But, you know, perfect timing. As I'm about to record my outro from Ian Rappaport, the Cleveland Browns are signing safety John Johnson coming into Cleveland officially now. And the Browns have addressed safety. Now you have Johnson who can go ahead. He can play free. He can play that true traditional center fielder type with you. As you get uh, Grant Delpit coming back off injury, his uh, workouts have seemingly gone well. He's doing well recovering from his Achilles tear. And, man, that's the first big signing for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, They are on the board. I am psyched about this move. You know for a fact that all of a sudden – you know, when Joe Woods came in, uh, he wanted to run that that dime defense, and this is one step towards it. Uh, John Johnson, phenomenal, young safety, 25 years old. I am psyched for the Browns to get him in here. Now, I'm curious as to see how this is going to affect uh, what they're able to do 
um, regarding how much it's going to be, like the cost of the deal, etc. Um, I'm waiting to see on those numbers what those are going to come out to be. I'm sure I'll be getting that here very shortly, but I'm super excited. First major domino uh, coming for the Cleveland Browns, and you know they were going to go after safety, and they were going to go after edge. Now we're waiting. We've already gotten safety, and we know that their hands are in the edge market. I'm waiting to see who they're going to land next. Now, also keep in mind, the slot corner market is also something that the Browns will keep their eye on and definitely will have their hands in. Um, I know we just talked about it uh, with uh, Robert Mays talking about Kwan Williams. I'm a big Mike Hilton fan. It wouldn't shock me. They go after a Cam Sutton. Uh, Troy Hill uh, also from the Rams is also on the market. Wouldn't be shocked if they uh, dip their toe into there as well. Tons of options in the slot corner market. But the Browns are going to be active. And out of anything, we saw it last year, the Cleveland Browns, they were very active when it came to that first day, and they were aggressive in addressing their needs. I can't wait to see who they end up bringing in next. Obviously, John Johnson now coming to Cleveland. The Browns are on the board, everybody. I will go ahead and I will have your free agency recap, at least for the first week, coming up next week. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. As always, your main news and notes You guys got to go to Browns Brawl. You guys got to go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Browns Brawl. Follow me on Twitter at MacRobinson95. You're not going to want to miss it. We're having heavy hitters coming in left and right this entire draft season. I'm planning out all the guests that I've got. And let me tell you, some of the ones I got booked, I can't tell you quite yet. But you're going to want to make sure you stay tuned and want to make sure that you're following along with the podcast. As always, like I said, follow along. Thank you all for listening. I'll catch you next week. John Johnson, welcome to Cleveland. And go Browns, baby! This tournament season, take care of your hair and body with the best tools for the job. We're talking about our sponsors over at Manscaped, the global leaders for male grooming from head to toe. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Performance Package to keep all your hair and holes tamed. Start taking care of your man parts today with 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using our code BRAWL for an exclusive offer. Your bracket isn't supposed to be perfect, but with Manscaped, performance package you can be confident that your nose ear and ball pubes are look nobody likes nose hairs nobody likes those ear hairs all right look the manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and number one overall seed this season along with the award-winning lawnmower 3.0 including this package is the weed whacker ear hair and nose hair trimmer it provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps reduce nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes. So, get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. And look, I mean, when you're talking about comfort, you can't go wrong with the boxers. And in addition to helping yourself, you're also going and helping others because your purchase goes to a great cause because Manscaped partnered with Alex Caruso, point guard for the LA Lakers, and the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and family impacted 
by testicular cancer as a part of their We Save Balls initiative. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BRAWL at manscaped.com. Every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society. Thank you, Manscaped, for making us look sexy during the dance. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.